0: Hi, this is James Devine, and I am an educator who has come out of the trenches. Listen in as my friend and colleague, Dana Goodyear, shares stories and tips from other educators who have come out of the trenches. Welcome to the Out of the Trenches podcast. This is Dana Goodyear. And thanks for listening. Hello, everyone. This is the Out of the Trenches 200th episode live stream. I am joined by some special guests today. Uh, These are uh, all authors, part of the Road to Awesome family. Uh, I'll start off by introducing Dan Wolf. Dan is an assistant principal at Sunray Elementary in Pasco County, Florida. He's the author of Becoming the Change, Five Essential Elements to Becoming Your Best Self, which was published in June of 2022. His principles are to serve, lead, lead, and inspire. For more information on Dan, his book, blog, podcast, and other podcasts he has been on, please go to becomingthechange.com slash 8258-2. My next guest is Ashley Hebner. Ashley is the ed consultant who builds instructional effectiveness with districts. She's the author of Foundations of Instructional Coaching, Impact People, Improve Instruction, and Increase Success which was published in September of 2022. Uh, Dr. Darren Pepperd is the author of Road to Awesome, which was published in July of 2020. He's a former principal and superintendent, now a leadership speaker and consultant who coaches leaders in improving their school culture and climate as well as growing dynamic leaders. Um, Debbie Tanabom was unable to attend due to illness today, uh, but I wanted to just uh, refer to her. She is also, also a wrote to awesome author of Transform Tech Notes to Make Learning Sticky, which was published in May of 2021. And she speaks a lot on incorporating ed tech into uh, your school and classroom. And Melissa Wright will be joining us in a few minutes. uh, And I'll go ahead and introduce her now because she'll be just kind of coming on in. Uh, Melissa is a high school math and dance teacher in New Brunswick, Canada. She was inducted into the Justin's Renaissance Hall of Fame this past summer And she is the author of Inspired Moments That Matter, published in July of 2022. Well, welcome to the live stream, everybody. Thanks for having us. Yeah, so, um, you know, I was thinking of a topic and uh, who to have on for my live stream event. Um, I did, you know, one for my 50th episode and one for my 100th episode and it was fitting to do one with Road to Awesome Authors because Uh, I will soon become a published author myself. My book should be out in a few weeks. We're doing the last minute touches. Uh, We'll talk about that a little bit. Uh, I have a few questions for Darren at the end talking about the ed publishing business, but um, I have some questions. Uh, Everybody can kind of jump in as they feel. Um, Since I am not yet the published author, but I have that experience of going through the process um, up to the final piece, uh, my first question is basically about getting your first book published. Uh, how did the process look for each of you? So I know Darren, you um, published with uh, Codebreaker uh, before yeah. you started Road to Awesome. and uh, your your book, Road to Awesome was uh, based on experiences as a principal. Um, so maybe if you want to start off with kind of, yeah. When you wrote when you wrote your story versus kind of getting it published, I know you talked a little bit about that on my podcast a few years ago. But... Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. You know, I was actually trying to remember which episode it was that I was on. I mean, I know it was a yeah. while back, and I think it was in late 2020 or early 2021, one of the two. Yeah. But um, yeah, so it's interesting when when I wrote wrote to Awesome, um, I had honestly so uh, in July of 2017. I uh, started as, as a superintendent, so I left my principalship and, and became a superintendent. Just a couple of months before that, I had walked across the stage and you know was hooded with my doctorate degree, and all I could think, Dana, was you know after that dissertation, I am never writing another thing ever again. I want nothing to do with that. And it was like six months later, and I started you know kind of trying to write a book, and I'm you know, like, I just really want to write a book, and. Um, fortunately for me and i mean i I went through i think what a lot of authors go through which is kind of that start and stop process and you'd think oh it's got to be this and you struggle with the imposter syndrome of why in the world would anybody want to read something i wrote and that kind of thing and you know finally somebody just said hey just tell your stories you know all of us all of us have stories and i know you guys have all heard me say that to you tell your stories because that's just so critical um but that got and got the ball rolling for me and got the book to where I wanted it. And um, I had actually met with, uh, with a different publisher, really thought that's where it was going to go. Things were just kind of dragging and dragging. And that's when uh, I made the connection with Codebreaker. And it, it all happened very fast once once I landed with Codebreaker. Um, it was, I think, May of twenty when we signed the contract, and the book was live July first of, of twenty twenty. It was really quick. I, was, I think I just came in at the right time uh, that uh, that they didn't have another book yet in the editing queue, and mine was finished. So it moved quick. Um, it really, it really did, and and it was a whirlwind experience. As I know, you guys are all well aware of that. Once once you know you're going to actually be a published author, and then. You know, here comes the process, and before you know it, it's out there in the world.
0: So, Darren, you had actually been writing that book over a period of a few years uh, before yeah. you then submitted it to Codebreaker.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean it it was uh, it was a long, drawn out process, uh, with without question, and um, it was just interesting how, how how quickly it moved from, you know continuing to write, continuing to write, you know, meeting with the, the first publisher and then, you know, just overnight from, from meeting with the Codebreaker folks to the next day, you know, having a contract. And then, yeah, six weeks later, the book was, was actually out there in the, you know, in the space. It was, it was pretty amazing. Uh, The whole, the whole process was, was interesting. And I think everybody has their own unique experience. So, you know, I mean, definitely the, you know the three writers that the three authors that are on the screen now that melissa has joined us um you know definitely have their own experience as as do you too
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so anybody else who would like to jump in and talk kind of about their experience uh writing the manuscript and then kind of looking for a publisher or uh, kind of how that process looked for you
2: I can go ahead and share. Um, So uh, for my experience and everything, um, the writing of my book, uh, Becoming the Change, uh, first started through um, a blog that I had started, um, uh, you know, and uh, from there, uh, the pandemic uh, happened. And uh, when I wasn't on Zoom or anything, I decided, I said, now's more, uh, what better time to go ahead and to do what I've always dreamed of doing and writing my book and, and like Darren said, telling my story um, through Becoming the Change. Uh, So when I was able to write the book, um, the writing part wasn't, it just kind of flowed for me. Um, The the hardest part was um, having someone take a chance on me, and I'll I'll forever be grateful to Darren, Jess, and the Road to Awesome uh, family for taking that chance on me. I had over probably 50 rejections um, at the time, I just put it out to anybody, and it just so happened I was on Twitter one day, and I happened to see a post uh, from Darren, and they had just signed another uh, person, another author to the road Awesome family. I said, let me go ahead and check things out. So I, I went to the, um, their website and uh, went ahead, and I said, well, let me go ahead and throw my pitch out there, and um, and uh, Darren uh, emailed me back and. The whole process from there um, started um, and then eventually, um, you know, I said if it was meant to be, it was meant to be and a couple of days later I was offered offered a contract um, and was just overjoyed and just I believe everything happens for a reason and the, the stars just aligned. Um, and uh, I definitely learned so much through the process. Um, I know uh, so much more now than I knew before. Um, Just uh, and uh, he uh, and Jess guided me every step of the way um, throughout uh, from the beginning of the process to uh, getting uh, published and even um, helping me uh, find uh, ways to go ahead and self promote myself through uh, context uh, that uh, Darren had for podcasts, um, things like that. So, to date, right now, I've been on probably about 16 podcasts. Um, Still have a couple more in the works right now because. I'm leaving no stone unturned. Um, that's you know you you know you, this who knows what the future holds. This will be my one and only chance going through this process, and I want to make the most of it. So
0: I really like that piece about, you know, you don't know if you're gonna write another book, so really get out there, promote yourself. and uh, the fact is that you didn't give up. You had fifty rejections, and you you know you stumbled kind of upon uh, Darren's tweet online and you know, took the chance. So um, Ashley or Melissa, if either one of you would like to step in and talk kind of about getting uh, your book from manuscript to getting a contract to get it published.
3: Um, Well,
4: for me, to be 100% honest with you, because I'm a math teacher, after I did my master's degree, I thought I'd never, ever write another paper or anything that was quite long again. But um, my process really for writing started um, through COVID. Um, so over over covid when we were home um, i started writing a book and i believe Darren we had kind of maybe chatted about that a little bit on the side as i was as i was writing because Darren was going through the process um, with codebreaker with his book and um you know and it it took many different turns throughout covid and it's actually almost completely different than it was when i when I first started it. So it was neat to see the the evolution of it from what I had thought it would be to what actually it became in the end. Um, and, you know, so I believe it, it was around Christmas time in, was it 2020 Darren, I believe, or was it 2021? Time all blurs together to me.
1: It's a really good question.
4: (laughs) (laughs) But Darren had had reached reached out to me when he decided to to start Road to Awesome because he knew I was in the process and he wanted to have a look at what I was working on. Um, So I sent it over over to them after I had done a little bit more writing. And and, uh, then, you know, I was so lucky that Darren and Jess offered, offered me a contract on my book and I actually you know when I submitted it I, it wasn't a complete book and I think that's something you know that people think sometimes that they have to have a fully written book in order to submit it but you don't right you need you know have have a, a pitch and where you want to go and a chapter or two written um, so they can see where the where the book is going and you know I think that, conversation piece with the publisher so like with Darren and Jess they're very good about jumping on a zoom call to chat things over um, so they know where your direction is going with the book and can help guide you as well Um, so for me I actually took it was probably about a year and a half after the contract was signed until it was actually published um, because like I said the book changed Quite a bit, even changed titles from what we originally thought it was going to be, um, um, which I'm really happy with. I love the title of it. Um, And uh, it, and I think it really encompasses who I am and and Darren and Jess were fabulous throughout the whole process of, you know, taking it from what I want it to be to where it is now. And And I think too, that they really saw who I am and wanted to bring that out in the book and we're really great to work with in, in that respect. So I'm, and like, like Dan, like, I don't know if I'll ever write another book, but I'm just, you know, writing, writing out this, this, uh, this experience and trying to take it all in.
0: Yeah. Your process was a little bit like mine, Melissa. And the fact that, um, you know, I reached out to Darren, I didn't have a completed manuscript. Um, you know, it was shortly after Debbie had uh, published her book and there launched Road to Awesome. And I would seen Robert Breyer's book as well and read that. And, you know, boy, I thought, you know, I had something to share as well. So I kind of did the same thing and and shared a few chapters and an idea. Um, And then, yeah, it took, uh, I signed a contract in August of 21. And so, you know, my book will launch next month. So yeah, it's taken about as long. Um, uh, So Ashley, how did uh, you kind of uh, find Road to Awesome?
3: Well, one, I didn't get the memo that you didn't have to have the whole book written. (laughs) So mine was fully written. (laughs) But um, I went through kind of a huge life change. We moved from Texas to Florida and I was leaving public education in the same area that I had worked for 14 years and moving to a new state and I knew nobody and I was having to you know get my certification switched over and and all of those things and I ended up not going back into the classroom or into public education and so I was trying to figure out what was I going to do with my life and I was an instructional coach the longest amount of time that I worked in the school district and that's really where my heart was for instructional coaches who were thrown into a role like me and had no idea what they were supposed to be doing so that that was kind of how I got the job. They said, go coach. There was no guidance or expectation. There was no role clarity. I didn't know what a coaching cycle was. And so I had to navigate all of those things on my own, do my own professional learning, and try to figure that out along the way. So I decided in my time of trying to figure out what I was going to do with my life to write a book. And I wanted to dedicate it to instructional coaches that had the same journey as me. And because I did that role for seven years, and really, I'm still doing that role in a different capacity. I do it more with consulting and and Zoom and virtual things. But I felt like I had a lot of expertise and guidance that I could offer to new coaches who were thrown into that role. And so that's basically what my book is about, is just trying to figure out what an instructional coach does, how to build those relationships and navigate working with adults especially for those who just came out of the classroom and transitioning from working with students to adults and how to lead the professional development and all of those things. So that was a lot of advice in my book. But so long story short, I wrote the book over probably about a month. I think I just sat down and wrote every day because I had nothing else to do. (laughs) And so I somehow got in connection with some people who were doing some live StreamYard podcast like this, and they started having me on regularly to just talk about instruction and curriculum. And through that, I met Jillian Dubois, and uh, we became really good friends. And she was like, you know what? I think your book would be really good to Road to Awesome. Why don't you reach out to Darren? And so I did, and we met, and we talked, and he kind of said the same thing. He was like, well, I don't need a whole book. Like, I just need a synopsis and a couple of chapters, and let's look at it and see And I was like, well, it's already written, so I'm going to throw it to you. But um, we did, he he signed a contract with me, and I was very excited about that. We did change it along the way, though. As we got into the revision process, um, Jess would come back and say, I need, you know, to know more about this. Or can you add to this story? And then it transitioned into just a book that was about my journey, but more to, to, um, like, a guidance for coaches. So there's a lot of self-reflection Um, there's questions in there for them to answer and document through and so I think that it helps them it's kind of like a toolkit now than just a book about my journey.
0: Yeah and that's kind of how my books turned out as well I do offer tips uh, for educators who find themselves in the trenches and how to stay out of the trenches and you know tie in my stories and other stories uh, from podcast guests and uh, yeah, like, like both of you have mentioned, kind of uh, revising uh, several pieces and going in different directions with some pieces of the book. So, um, yeah, everybody has a different story kind of how they stumbled upon, uh, you know, getting their book published. Uh, I also wanted to talk uh, about kind of the, the promo piece, uh, marketing piece as educators. Um, I don't feel like I'm, a, you know, really a, somebody who's uh, great at marketing. I know it does take a lot of marketing when you have a podcast and you know, I'm learning kind of as I go. Um, but for, I know, Ashley, your book was published about two months ago. Um, and, you know, for, for those who've had their book uh, published for uh, a while, um, what what are some of your takeaways um, from the book launch and the initial, like getting it out there and then uh, anything that you would have done differently in terms of promoting the book or, Um, you know, things that you still want to do uh, to help promote it, even if it's been out for a while.
2: This podcast is a proud member of the teach better podcast network, better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at
1: www.teachbetterpodcastnetwork.com. Now let's get back to the episode.
2: I'll go ahead and jump right in. Uh, So uh, like I mentioned a little bit uh, earlier, um, one of the things through uh, the promotional for mine is I've been on like about 16 podcasts right now, and I'm still emailing multiple, um, whether it's educational podcasts or just podcasts in general. I, I mean, I'm reaching reaching for the moon, you know, just in regards to it because of the topic I wrote about. It's, I think it's essential for, for any person that wants to become the best uh, person they can possibly be. And um, so, you know, I I did a lot of that. Um, I also learned through both Darren and uh, uh, Lainey, uh, Raul, and uh, Canva, um, and using that as a promotional tool within there. So I've used that a lot, pulling excerpts out of the book that I wrote, um, using all the different praise pieces that I had people write on the book, and then also any of the Amazon reviews. Um, And what I've done is I've kind of just, had like every other day, I'm I'm putting a new post out there on the different things, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, uh, just putting it out there with the link to to my book, um, anything within there, just to uh, get it out there, so it's always on the forefront of somebody's mind, and eventually it'll fall into somebody's feed. And just asking other, um, you know, friends and um, uh, fellow coworkers, anybody that's bought the book or anything to to help promote it any way that they can. Um, and like I said, it's been almost about six months out. But like I said, I, I want to, it's a topic that's always going to be relevant uh, because you're always wanting to improve yourself. Um, and that's what I'll, I'll, I'll keep on uh, doing with it. Um, as far as anything that I would change, uh, to, be, to be honest, um, I, I don't know if there's anything I would because I knew going into this um, that I wanted to pull out all the stops. And I, I think I have you know, I, I can confidently say that and um, everything I've done, um, reached out to uh, such uh, legendary people as like George Raveling, who um, helped uh, coach Michael Jordan and things like that. And uh, the book was even one of the five recommendations within his newsletter. And um, that's, you know, he's got a lot of subscriptions of people that subscribe to that. And just, just like I said, those are the things that I wanted to do, and even if I get a rejection, uh, thanks, it just won't fit our podcast format. At least I gave it a go, and that—that's all that I can look at and be that role model for my own daughter, who's you know early on in her, uh, you know, going to be graduating college soon. So, but yeah,
0: yeah, like you mentioned, it's all about putting yourself out there, right, and continuing to do so. I like the piece about Canva. Uh, yeah, I've made graphics like for this episode today on Canva, and that's just an easy way to kind of pull, yeah, those praise pieces, pull excerpts from the book, promote it. Um, you can make those all in bulk, right, and just put them out as uh, you see fit on social media. Um, Melissa, I know your book's been out about uh, seven months now. Uh, kind of what, what did you do initially to promote it, and is there anything you'd change?
4: Uh, well, when it was before it came out, because my book came out in July, um, I was doing, similar to Dan, taking quotes from the book, um, and doing them up in Canva uh, images. And, you know, I, and really I started doing those before we had a solid um, cover design. So those actually kind of influenced um, the way with direction we went for the cover design, um, which was really neat. And, but, you know, having those out there before the book even launches, I think is important because it gives people an insight as to a little bit about what's what the book is about, right? Um, and then you can also, because a big thing to remember, which Darren has taught me many times, not everybody sees all of your posts Right. So it is OK to reuse those things. Sometimes we think that when we're promoting stuff, we have to have new stuff every time. But we can reuse those because people don't see don't see everything. One thing that I thought was really great about when my book launched, we did a call similar to this. And I had some people that had previewed my book as part of the book launch, um, which was really Fun to hear their perspectives on the book in person, and to have them there as the first official kickoff um, for my book. So I don't think there's really anything that I would change, but you know, continually to to promote the book is something that needs to that needs to be done, and I need to find a better balance in just teaching full time and doing lots of other stuff and having a family. Um, but you know, it's something that you're always you're always thinking about, and really the neat thing is too because. I know originally in my book, I was, you know, targeting educators, but there's been many people that are non-educators that have, have read my book as well and have said very, you know, nice things about it. So I think, you know, we also have to sometimes remember too that when we're promoting this to not like Dan said, not only promote it to the education space, but to think outside of that box and promote it, promote it everywhere.
0: Yeah. And I think like, like my book as well, it can be something that's, Uh, you know, stories of resilience, like that can go across uh, many businesses. And you just gave me the idea to kind of put a couple of quotes out there, perhaps, uh, you know, in the upcoming weeks to promote. Um, Ashley, how about you? I know you reached out to me to be on uh, my podcast and uh, my episode with you uh, in September will launch soon. It hasn't (laughs) launched yet, but I know you were on several other podcasts as well around the time of your book launch. So Uh, what did you do? What are you still doing? Uh, What could you maybe done differently?
3: Yeah. So I definitely reached out to my community um, to ask them, you know, how can I do this? What can I do? I knew people who had podcasts and then Darren gave me a lot of references as well to reach out to. So started those. And then in the middle of that, I lived through the hurricane that hit Florida. And so I had to reschedule a bunch so still working on those. Um, I was just recently on the Bear EDU podcast right after Dan. And so it was funny because they talked about you in our podcast because we have a lot of similarities. And I was like, oh, yeah. And so um, so my, that episode should be coming out soon. I thought it was this week. But um, so doing the podcast, uh, like I said, I really have reached out to my community, too. I have a lot of people in the edupreneur space that have um, connections to many other people. I'm in a lot of Facebook groups, too, that are just for instructional coaches, so I promote within there, and anytime I see, like, a coach that's struggling or has questions, I automatically, like, throw my book in there, and I say, chapter four, read it, girl, it's going to help you, so using those platforms as well, of course, I'm doing the social media, and then Last night, I launched a virtual book study, and so it was free to anyone who bought the book and joined my Facebook group that I have that's called Confessions of a Coach, and I had about 15 people sign up, and so we met last night for the first time to talk through the intro and chapter one of my book, which is about building relationships And it was really good because we really just got to have some of those nitty gritty conversations about what does it look like on your campus? What does it look like in your district? And we all gave each other like advice and helped each other through these struggling relationships, you know, reluctant teachers that they're working with. And we just came together as a community. So that was really awesome. And so that's going to continue over the next Uh, four to, I think it's four to six weeks. So I can see myself doing that again for sure. I hope that other people hear about the book study and then want to go buy the book and join in as well. I've talked to a couple of districts who have bought it for their coaches who I've offered, you know, I can come anytime and come to a meeting or do a virtual Zoom and talk to them and do a session or we can do a book study together. So I've been trying to promote that as an option as well.
0: Yeah, and I remember us talking about on my podcast, uh, you launching that book study. So congrats that it is now launched uh, just as of yesterday. So yeah, I hope uh, a lot of people will tune in and like, it's really exciting to hear that districts are buying that for their coaches. Um, Darren, when you first got your book published with Codebreaker, you know, it was kind of a whirlwind, as you said, Um, and I was kind of in the middle of the pandemic and I remember kind of hearing yeah. about you through Brandon Buck, and um, you know, then buying your book because he recommended you know reading your story so highly. But how did you end up promoting your book? Because you were working as a full time superintendent at the time, right? And, and right, yeah, and you were know, in the COVID shutdown too. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it wasn't just working as a superintendent; it was like you know, I don't know, running public health, and well, I wouldn't run at public health. We had great people running public health. I don't, I don't want that to come off wrong, but. Learning about, you know, gosh, I learned more about viruses and I, I was a science major, but I learned more about virology, man, during that first year of the pandemic, man, it was crazy. But uh, no, for me, I mean, obviously a lot of the things that, you know, um, that, that Dan and Melissa and Ashley have talked about with being on podcasts and, and those types of things. But, but for me, another element to it was actually getting out and speaking, you know, at conferences. And obviously that year and a half, that first year and a half the book was out, most of it was virtual. And so honestly, I mean, I, I keynoted a handful of conferences from, you know, from my home office. Um, I, you know, spoke at a whole bunch of conferences and did breakouts from either my work office or my home office, you know, that kind of thing. So, you know, that's something that, uh, that I think a lot of times authors miss that piece that, you know, you're going to go to a conference put at a proposal and, you know, turn your book into, into a workshop, you know, or turn your book into a keynote. Um, when, when we, when we publish a book, you know, as individuals or like even us, you know, as, as a publishing company, you're going to talk about that book for at least the next two years. And it's, it's interesting, I'll be honest with you, it's a little bit of a side note, but it's interesting listening to, to Dan, to Ashley and to Melissa, um, and listening to them on the podcast, yes, I do listen to you guys. And what, what I love is each opportunity that that they speak, and I know this is true of me speaking, speaking about RTA, every time you get to do it, you get a little bit more clear and a little bit more clear and a little bit more clear, and your message just becomes so sharp. And that's as much a part of the marketing as anything. You know, when you first start, you're like, ah, I don't even know what stories to tell from the book when, when I'm on a podcast or something like that. Um, I think one of the first ones I did, um, Ashley and Dan were just talking about it, the Beer EDU podcast with with Kyle and Ben. I know we talk more about beer than we did about, our, about the book, <laughs> which altogether isn't a bad thing. But, you know, I mean, obviously the idea is to try and promote the book. But certainly you know the podcast circuit is huge for me now, of course having a podcast. I don't talk about my book, but obviously it's it's an easy link to to what I do. But the other thing too, and this is something I've had conversations with a handful of authors and um, you know definitely you know we'll have conversations with you guys if we haven't already about having your website and about you know doing everything you can. When you're putting those things on social media, when you're putting those promos out there to try and drive traffic to your website, because then it's an opportunity, one, to collect email addresses and two, for them to see your book, you know, and and say, oh, man, you know, I, you know, I I love what I hear from Dana on out of the trenches, you know, now, now I'm on her website and I see she has a book, hey, I'd like to check that out, you know, or even having, you know, um, like a small excerpt of your book. On your, on your website as a, you know, hey, click on this. I, I was on with Dr. Michael dagler earlier today. He and I will be presenting together at the New York Superintendents Conference in March. I'm, I'm going to be keynoting that conference and we're going to do a breakout session together, like from idea to published. Uh, that, that's what we're going to talk about. And Mike and I discussed, you know, let's let's take the intro of your book, put it on your website, and when people go and click on it, then they can get a 10% off coupon and buy it on your website. This is something that I think a lot of people who who go into publishing a book don't realize. Yes, you're going to sell them on Amazon, and that's great. It's so cool. You guys all got to experience this, and Dana, you will too. Seeing that you know number one new release or bestseller or whatever banner, that's great. But you also want to be selling them on your website. And I think that was something early on that – I sold autographed copies, but I mean, it was like family and friends that that were buying the autographed copies. You know, now I still do that, but you know, the more you can sell your book on your website, it just allows people to learn more about you and to learn more about your content. And like in Ashley's case, where you know she's doing this work full time and doing some brilliant work around the country supporting instructional coaches, it's an opportunity to take that book. And honestly, turn it into a really cool business card. You know, you want to know about Ashley, check out that book. And those are some of the things I think I've learned in terms of marketing the book. I'll give away copies of the book, you know, simply because, you know, somebody will say, you know, I think my, I think my principal would really love to have you come and speak at our our school. You know, what can we tell him about you here? Here's my book. Give him the book. (laughs) It's everything he needs to know about me right there. And it seems to work really well. And I mean, we're actually in a unique space. I don't think I've, I've told any of you guys this yet, but um, we actually have reacquired the rights to my book, and we will be re-releasing it as an updated edition uh, here, uh, just a little bit down the road. So, um, we're grateful for everything with Codebreaker and, and them helping us, you know, bring that book to life. But now it's going to be uh, it's going to be an RTA family book, and we'll be releasing a, an updated second edition. So, we'll get an opportunity, Dana, to redo some of those things. I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. I remember us uh, connecting at the Teach Better Conference and you mentioning that. And like you said, maybe uh, you're putting a reflection piece in uh, a little bit of kind of what you've learned um, since publishing the book and, yeah, having that opportunity to move it over to your own publishing company. That's really exciting. Um, I did want to ask Darren, um, so, you know, you published with Codebreaker and then you launched your book um, in the fall, or in June, or July of 2020, and then you launched "Road to Awesome" about nine months later. So, was that something you kind of thought about as your book was getting published, or how did you get kind of um, interested yeah. in educational publishing?
1: You know, it's interesting. Um, before before I actually connected with Codebreaker, I actually considered self publishing my book and and again it was you know it's working with a, or had communication with another publisher wonderful publisher wonderful people I won't say a single bad word about them but it just I felt like I should know something by now this is this is taking too long and then started thinking well maybe I'll self publish and then of course you know the opportunity with codebreaker came along and I'm grateful for that and partway I don't know maybe the book was maybe 4 months old um, and that's when the team at Codebreaker had reached out and said, hey, you ought to think about maybe starting your own and we'll, we'll kind of help you get started, which they did. And I'm so grateful for that. Uh, they really helped us learn along the way. And um, for us, you know, about, well, let's see. It's got to be about 18 months ago, roughly. Um, I was kind of reaching that point. Um, I was actually talking with somebody on, a, on an episode I recorded for my podcast, Dr. Larry Dake. Um, he and I were talking about this earlier today. I think that's like a January release. But um, there was a point for me in my superintendency late in that last year that I was there where I was like, okay, I have to do something different. Um, it was really kind of starting to just really pull it out of me. And um, we had already launched the, the publishing side. And we thought this is just, this is another opportunity to help bring incredible people like Ashley and Dan and Melissa and you and, and so many other, you know, wonderful authors that we work with to help bring their stories to to life. There is great publishers out there, but they're all they're all busy, you know. They're they're all busy, and everybody's got a great story that needs to be told. So we thought it was an opportunity for us to you know, kind of step into that space. And I am just really, really blessed. I, I know I've told all of you guys this that my wife Jess has this unbelievable skill set around being the editor, being the, the art director and the one who does all of that backside work uh, to do in the books, you know, I mean, that's just, it's been amazing. It really has. And so, you know, it, it started as kind of a, Hey, let's, you know, let's do this. This sounds like this could be a great thing for us to now road to awesome is a full-time, full-time job for both of us between the publishing the leadership coaching and consulting, and of course the speaking that I do you know, all over the country. So um, it's, I don't know, I guess it was just one of those things that was in our heads and, and we had talked about it, but then when the opportunity came, we're like, you know what, let's jump on this. And then again, when it was, hey, we can go do this full time. It was, yeah, full steam ahead. Well, tell
0: me Darren, a little bit about how you and Jessica um, tag team um, kind of in getting books edited, the covers out. I know I get emails yeah. from both of you, and and your name's on a lot of the Google Docs and I know they're coming from yeah. Jess. So it's hard to tell. Right? Know.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's not me. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. Um, you know, that's a, that's a great question. So uh, from from idea to published, I'll, I'll just do it as quickly as I can. Ideas come to me. Uh, usually, people. You know, I had I had two different people pitch, uh, pitch books today. You know, just. Mm-hmm short zoom calls conversations tell me what your ideas are and obviously i want to know not just what is your idea but what are your goals what are your goals for the reader you know what do you want your reader to be able to do um you guys have heard me say it a lot a great book is like a great speech you know it should make you think it should touch your heart it should make you do something and so i want to hear those things when when i'm when i'm talking with people who bring the idea forward we always ask for, you know, except in Ashley's case, you know, can you give us, you know, a chapter or so or, or something like that? Um, we we actually just before I came on, I was on with a, with another, I guess, no longer prospective author. I just offered a contract. I can't tell you who he hasn't signed it yet, but it's awesome, and his is done too. Um, but you know, from from that point where we get the document, you know, or the the concept document, you know, outline maybe, you know, a chapter or two, that's when Jess and I are then sitting down. We're, we're going to go through it separately. We're going to come together, compare notes, you know, uh, talk about, you know, where do we see this project, you know, where do we see it fitting into, you know, into our timeline and does it fit, does it fit who we are, you know, as as, a, as an RTA family? I mean, it's no longer just about me and Jess, you know, we're not the only RTA family. So we want to make sure we're looking at projects that aren't going to work, you know against Melissa's project or you know contradict Dan's project or something like that we want to make sure that that they fit you know kind of that footprint that we're starting to create um once the book you know once we've put the book under contract when it's finished it goes into our editing queue as you guys all know um you know, we, we we just work through you know who got in there first and, and kind of work our way through it. I think right now we're about nine deep in the in the editing queue and probably have eight or ten people who are writing currently. Um, so it's almost like a drag race for those people who are out there. Like, okay, I got to get that tenth spot. You know, you guys you guys get that too. You know, like you know, I want to be ahead of you know uh, whomever. So uh, um, then it's then it's yeah, it's it's dive into the document. You know, we're wanting to. You know, do that kind of early read. We'll both do an early read, um, and then once it's really getting deep into editing, it's mostly Jess. There will be some times where she's like, "Okay, you know, I need you to go through this with me now before I send it back to the author." Um, when we get to where we are with yours, Dana, she and I are in it every day. Um, we have both. She's she's actually been pre-making most of Thanksgiving dinner today, but we have been in your book a couple of times today. And uh, I'm sure we'll take tomorrow off, but probably Friday we'll be back in it. And um, then when it comes to building the book, that's her. Uh, and that's all her. The, co- the cover stuff is primarily driven by her. I mean, we'll collaborate on that and we'll, we'll talk about different ideas. Um, everybody comes with different ideas. I love how Melissa talked about kind of going from from her, um, from her social posts to the actual cover of Inspired was pardon the pun inspired by some of the artwork she had done with canva and taking colors from that so um we you know we definitely tag team a lot and collaborate on it but once the book's in editing it's that is really that is that is really where jess is doing a lot of the heavy lifting
0: yeah and it's it's something that you've kind of learned uh as you've gone along uh, for a little over the past year since you left the superintendency and I've been doing this full time. And um, now I you know, I can tell your, your list of uh, contracted authors and people in the queue is really growing. So yeah, congratulations on that, yeah. yeah. Um, I'd like to give everybody a chance to uh, speak a little bit more as we kind of wrap up today and um, just thoughts of what you'd like uh, listeners to uh, remember something that you wanted to point out maybe uh, from your book or something you might not have uh, mentioned on your previous recording on the Out of the Trenches podcast. Uh, We'll start with you, Dan.
2: All right. Uh, so again, name of my book is Becoming the Change, uh, Five Essential Elements uh, to Being Your Best Self, and it's focused on the elements of social-emotional learning. And as we all know, in education, we have a million acronyms, it's also known as SEL, and it focuses on self-awareness, self-management, social awareness, uh, relationship skills, and responsible decision-making. And it's really, it's a book that um, has a self-assessment that you can take time and time again um, because um, where you are today will be different uh, six months from now, six years from now, and we're always evolving and uh, be, uh, trying to become our uh, best self. On the cover of it is um, the image of a butterfly because just like a caterpillar um, uh, does its metamorphosis into a butterfly, we become to change as our own um. Uh, in our own lives and becoming the best people that we can become. Um, So it's definitely something that I hope uh, your listeners would uh, definitely uh, check it out. And again, like I had mentioned before, um, I'll I'll forever be grateful uh, to the Road to Awesome family um, for uh, taking the chance on me. Um, I know, you know, I don't know if I've got other books. I've got other ideas in me. I've written over 800 uh, blogs right now for my Becoming the Change blog on the five areas. So I've always thought about turning that into a possible, um, you know, book uh, for every day of the year, you know, uh, you know, um, just on on the different areas. Also, I think in in education, I think uh, we're in a crossroads. Uh, So I think uh, also ideas of always remembering our our why, why we do what we do. Um, I've been in it 26 years and I remind myself of what that why is every day, just like you had mentioned, Dana, in the beginning. I live by three things, uh, serve, lead, and inspire. And, um, but uh, let me go ahead and turn it over to either Ashley or Melissa.
4: Uh, Yeah, sure, so I'll go next. My book is called um, Inspired Moments That Matter, and it really is my journey as an educator from my very first year of teaching till where I am now, and within that is I, you know stories, interwoven, um, and a lot of it has to do with school culture and climate and the relationships that I've built along the way because that has really inspired me and influenced the educator that I am today, but as well has you know, influenced my, my life outside the classroom as well. So I really hope that when people read it, that they can see themselves in the stories and, and see that you know, that they do have these moments in their life that they might not realize at the time but they are impacting them and it's it may be a moment that at the time is maybe not the most positive moment, but it could, you know, change their trajectory or someone else's trajectory and make all the difference in their life. And, you know, for me, I've had many of those throughout my life. And one of my biggest inspirations that I talk about in that book is my mom and how she helps shape who I am today and the educator that I am. Um, and, you know, I hope people read at least that chapter, which is the last chapter in the book. And find someone that they have in their life that has inspired them. And, you know, I challenge you, if you do, you know, pick up the phone, send them a text, email, call them, write a note to tell that person, especially now because it's the American Thanksgiving this weekend, tell that person how grateful you are for them. And, and and you know, just like, you know, I'm very grateful for Darren and Jess and all that they do for me and the Road to Awesome family um, throughout, you know, the year. Uh, and so, yeah, if you'd like to check it out, my website is just melissawright.ca.
3: All right. Um, So my book is called Foundations of Instructional Coaching, Um, uh, Impact People, Improve Instruction and Increase Success. And the reason it has those subtitles of impact people, improve instruction and increase success is because just like in the classroom environment, if you don't have the relationships and the foundation and just like Melissa and Dan talked about the culture, In the classroom, the kids aren't gonna learn. So it's the same thing with adults. And so that's why my book starts with building relationships as the first chapter because everything that follows is is found founded on understanding the people that you work with, knowing your teachers and taking every moment and using it in the best way that you can impact them to help them move so that they can move students. And so that's kind of my whole premise of my book is you build these foundational relationships. You use every moment that counts. You navigate through the hard ones. You work through the reluctant ones. And then you ultimately help them improve instruction in the classroom. You help them feel more confident as teachers so then they can have, I say like a happy, like a happy, uh, uh, what's the saying? A happy wife makes a happy life, a happy teacher makes a happy classroom. And so, if they're happy and they feel confident, then their their students feel happy and confident in the classroom, and then instruction can improve, and that ultimately increases success for both the students and the teacher. And so, that's kind of the whole journey through my book is, you know, how do you start with those relationships and then have that filter into the classroom and affect the student's And um, I'm at coachingaccess.net. So you can find information about me and any of the professional development I do, the book study, anything like that on my website underneath the services tab. Um, I also have lots of free resources on there for instructional coaches, uh, administrators, and classroom teachers, so.
0: Dan, could you also mention your tag and also your website?
2: Uh, sure uh, uh, so my tag for twitter is at serve uh, lead inspire and with serve it's without the e it's, and it's not because I can't spell it's just I'm limited to the number of characters on twitter so I just want to put that disclaimer out there and then, um, then uh, becoming the change dot com is uh, where uh, my blog and information on my, on myself and the book and everything it's on amazon so definitely uh, check it out um and uh, thank you so much for this opportunity of being on with everybody. It's been great.
0: It's been great having you all all on as well. And Darren, if you can mention uh, where to find yeah. you online and your tags.
1: Of course, yeah. So uh, before I do that, something that uh, that needs to be said, and, and I didn't mean to leave this out, but uh, we were we were talking about um, my my main book, the first book that we ever published uh, at Road to Awesome was a kids book. Um, Wrote "Awesome Journey for Kids" uh, that I co-authored with Jillian du Bois. Jillian, of course, was the illustrator. She's also been the illustrator for Kim Colazo's book uh, that we have, Emerson Blake and the Spotted Sal- Salamander. Um, you know, we, we've had so many incredible authors. Have so many incredible authors that are part of this family. And um, I will be honest with you when when I left my my principal role to be a superintendent, it was because I wanted to be able to grow more leaders. When I left my superintendent role, it because I didn't get to grow leaders there. By the way, superintendents don't have time for that. It was I want to grow more leaders. I want to be able to impact people. And every single author at Road to Awesome, I feel like we've had a tiny little slice in watching them, you know, grow as authors and grow as uh, as entrepreneurs like Ashley is, and just putting themselves out uh, in the world. And it it gives me unbelievable pride uh, to to be you know, I guess the leader of the Roe family, but just simply to be a part of this incredible network of people, all of you and all of those other authors that we, uh, we don't have on here today. But, uh, so I I just wanted to make sure and and say that I'm, I'm so doggone proud of every one of you. And, um, just, I learned so much from you and I learned so much about you. Um, Dan, I haven't got to meet you in person yet. The, The others on the screen here, Melissa and I have actually met in person several times, but, uh, I did finally get to meet Ashley and Dana in person last month. So um, we'll, we'll make that happen, my friend, I promise. So, Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, so, so to find me, uh, everything we do uh, on social media is Darren and peppered. So, I mean, that's, that's right there on the screen. Um, the website is road You can learn everything you want to learn about us on, on the website. Of course, the podcast is leaning into leadership. Um, and uh, tags, of course, everything I tag, of course, is road to awesome, hashtag road to awesome.
0: Well, I thank all of you for uh, spending time today on the day before Thanksgiving um, to join me uh, for this live event to celebrate uh, my 200th episode. It's been a pleasure uh, speaking with all of you about your journey to publishing, um, you know, and I hope you tune in soon for my book launch uh, in a few weeks. And, um, you know, I'm excited uh, to be uh, among the published authors of the Road Awesome Family soon.
1: Congratulations on 200, Dana. That's an amazing accomplishment.
0: Thank you. Check out the show notes on danagoodier.com to learn more about this guest and links to their social media. Please subscribe, share, rate, and review wherever you download this podcast. Tell your friends and colleagues about it. And if this episode resonates, especially with you, be sure to share it out on social media and tag me at OutOfTrenchesPC.